at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. The soundboard isn't ready, so uh, this is still the Blue Heaven Podcast. Meh, 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 meh. That works. That's, that's a, a soundboard. That's a sound effect. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? Happy Friday to you that are joining us live. My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on the Twitter and the Instagram. And the Instagram. Guys, my name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. On today's show, the wild card just keeps getting Whew. wilder. That it do. Moss Wilder. Moss Wilder. Wait, that was Van Wilder. Uh, different movie. Fine movie. Different times. Different times. You guys remember movies? Mm-hmm. I think I think they're open again. Uh, are you happy now? Are we happy now? We will find out later on in the show. Uh, the Anaheim Angels visit the Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles for that Hollywood lifestyle. I'm looking forward to that. Crappy final series before we eventually get to the playoffs playoff thing what a bad way to end the season on the angels the God, that's the worst at least we're not playing an angel stadium where dodgers go to die so that's good hamstrings go to die excuse me <laughs> another another thing uh, we're wondering another little uh, quandary we have from this past week or to almost two weeks of games is uh when is house money uh maybe just a little bit uh <laughs> kind of a bad thing you know, it Who, feels who's house money. Is that a new rapper? Um, that's that's actually uh, Joe Kelly's nickname. That's actually a really good nickname, to be honest. Uh, got the board back. Proud of you. Do the do the words, do guys. The words. Don't forget, this is a live show. I know we're not usually live on Friday. Friday drive at five. Is that where we're calling it? Yeah, it something works. like that. We're a fake drive radio time. show over here. Uh, this is a live show, though. It's not Monday, but it is Friday, and we are live in front of you in person in the flesh. So make sure you drop into those comments. Let us know where you're watching tonight. Let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation, uh, whether it be on Periscope or Facebook or Twitch or... My finger hurts. YouTube. That's the other one. Good I was, job. I was waiting. I'm going to jump into those comments a little bit just to say hello to some people. Dodger Reyes over on Facebook is from checking in from El Centro, California. That's like in the, in the South Center. Um, uh, uh. No, go ahead. Because he made it. Did you, did you have a spice? Uh, Roach one? says, uh, how do we break into Dodger Stadium? See Miller Park for reference. And that, if you have not seen that video, it will change your life. Because I have no... How are people breaking into stadiums with such ease? Right. Because Dodger Stadium is... Dodger Stadium, we, I was just there. It's pretty hard to get into. It's pretty on. difficult to get into. So I, I'm trying to figure out, number one, how that fan snuck into Fenway in the first place and got on top of the Green Monster is beyond me. Yeah. And, and then a guy breaks into Miller Park, hops on a tractor, carves his name in the dirt, <laughs> runs over the pitcher's mound, <laughs> and then just walks around. 2020, you keep doing you, boo. But also, if you could please stop, we would be eternally grateful because, you know, you know, I'm grateful for moments like that though. because of Le- all the bad things. Leslie Taylor checking in from base- Facebook says, "Happy Friday, boys!" Leslie, always a pleasure to see you in the stream. Good to see you. Happy Friday. <clears throat> Danny's watching in Gardena, drinking a beer. Hey, we're watching in or we're hosting in South Pasadena, drinking a beer. So, cheers to you, uh, our friend Danny over on Paris. It's Friday, so now the people watching can drink with us. I mean, because you can't apparently drink on pe- people who have jobs don't apparently drink during the week often, so. I've been judged. Are you not entertained? JT JT Swifty over on Periscope says uh, where we put avocado on everything in reference to that Hollywood Ah. lifestyle because Tony Two Bags, Anthony Rendon is uh, is in town. Miguel says this is hot. Thank you. Thank you. I'll give you a ball. (laughs) I used my ball early. I just decided that's a new um, set of the pen. that, That could be a new gag because, you know. 
Kate says happy Saturday. Hey, listen, we don't we don't take that communist stuff. <laughs> that's not fair. That's not nice. That's not that's not cool. Boys and Blue Guerra on YouTube says cheers. Cheers to everybody. Mellow asks, isn't the top deck store open? Yes, actually, I did a post on the DodgersNation.com. Check it out. Check it out every day. Click on everything, please. It sustains us, quite literally. Um, but yeah, Dodger Stadium uh, Top of the Park Team Store is open. If you're trying to get postseason merch, I have postseason. Wait, where's where? I don't know. Uh, it says postseason 2020 on my hat. I'm very happy with this hat. It's a good hat. It's a quality hat. Best hat I've bought this year, and I've bought two. Because I did go to spring training once. Oh, and it got shut down right after the that. days. But... Um, yeah, they're open, but uh, I think you have to pre-order for any uh, postseason stuff. So check out at Dodgers Top of the Park on Instagram for more details on that, or check out the post on DodgersNation.com. Yum. That was really good. I just realized Kate said Happy Saturday because Kate's in a different part of the uh, world. You see, yeah, yeah, that was the whole. I was not processing that entirely. Communist thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. They're not. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're communists. I don't know. Well, all right. I don't know where I am. Let's talk about this upcoming wild card series because, first of all, we still don't know who we're facing, and Maybe I not. think it might come down to even Monday who we're actually facing in the wild card series. Cardinals still got to play some out. Yeah, there's potential tiebreaker situations that have to be played out still, possibly on Monday. There's a <laughs> lot that can happen between now between now and then. Yeah, there's like five different opponents that we could possibly be facing. And you look, you look past number four. In the uh, in the NL, and you're like, we could face any one of those guys at any point because it's uh, it's uh, how do you say it nicely? It's wild. I get it because that's how yeah, it was titled. Because it's a wild card. The so right now, as of now, the Dodgers would be lined up to play those San Francisco Giants, which uh, as we ran a poll recently on our Dodgers Nation Twitter at Dodgers Nation, uh, fans were the most frightened to play the Giants. I don't know how we feel now, how fans feel uh, that much further removed from it. But Giants are there in that eight spot. But since he's hot right now, because Trevor Bauer's trying to start every single game for them that he can. But the problem with that, I wouldn't say the problem with that, is all of a sudden you had that, that, that I wouldn't say a fear, but sort of that expectation. Look, it's either going to be the Cincinnati Reds or the SF Giants. But if Cincy uh, wins... Because they play three. Let me see. I, I had it lined up somewhere. Since he plays three against uh, Minnesota Twins, uh, Rich Hill finishes the season. Our pal Dick Mountain get more into him a little bit later. More into um, Dick. <laughs> Hill. You have to say it. Yeah, it's Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Mountain. Since he plays three against Minnesota and St. Louis plays four against Milwaukee, uh, they had a double header going today. They could flip. All of a sudden, uh, the Cardinals could be in that seventh or eighth seed where the, you know, if it's eight, the Dodgers play them for eight. So it's like, uh, Phillies are out right now. They're, they're, they're on the outside looking in brewers are on the outside looking in. Um, who, who was, who was the other team? The Mets are like the Mets hanging the on Mets by are, the, the tiniest yeah. sliver, but it, it's a, it's an interesting situation. So let's say all of a sudden now, cause we've, we've talked to, uh, it says, say, uh, hey, say hi to Michael. I hi, not, Michael. I will oh, not. Shoot, I, I won't. Dang. I did. Hi, Michael. I mean, I did it as part of it. So we've talked um, a number of times or a few times or a handful of times about the potential of facing those Reds and how, you know, the Reds are kind of scary because they can line up a good rotation. And in a three-game wild card, card series, it's all based on rotation. And I don't know about you, but in 2020, 
Who do you want starting game one? Do you want it to be Bauer on short rest, or do you want it to be Kershaw on full rest? Or, or seven, five, six, seven days? It's a rhetorical question because we're going to find uh, out more. That's what's the answer. Yeah, we yeah. don't really need to get too much into it right now on on those games and the matchups and the the particulars of it because we can do that next week when uh, we go live again on Monday and we're going to know all of the fine details. Um, we're hoping to have some uh, fun on Monday, by the way. JT Swifty over on Periscope says, if I remember correctly, our track record against the Cardinals in the postseason isn't great. And my goodness, did you hit that one on the head. And th- that is, you know, talk about like Vietnam flashbacks going off in your head. Yeah. There's there's some uh, some bad bad thoughts that go along with the Cardinals in the postseason. It pretty much defined all of my college years watching the Dodgers, which is just perfect. Still, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. They have the best players, Allegedly. the best bodies, so you shouldn't have oh. that fear about anybody else. I say it on bracket day. Hi, Mac. Um, I don't know. I don't know if she watches. I don't, I don't know if so. they get internet up there. It, Davis. College? <laughs> college. Yeah, they can't afford internet in college these days. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor super contests and squares yes at my bookie winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals and you know even probably managing from your couch it's just that's being fair rejoice it's time to celebrate the mlb season invest in your intuition use promo code blue heaven all one word blue heaven and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Ho-hum. Ho-hum. Use promo code, again, Blue Heaven, all one word, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie, and overtime is going all in. For our listeners, we're giving away $500 cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. So when you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. That's O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E at A-D-V-E-R-T-I-S-E-C-A-S-T dot com. $500 given away at the end of September from overtime from my book. Well, not from my bookie, but you know, you get the idea. It's going to be a thing. Money. Money's fun. Go play. Go do something. Do something with your life. Mello brings up Kershaw 2014 NLDS oh. game one. I was there. It was awful, but somebody gave me a Cardinal fan gave me a free beer in the right field pavilion because he was nice and I was sad. So uh, oh, shout out nice. in your face, to shout that out guy, that guy, just that guy. I'm going to yeah. wait for him to hop in the comments. We're going to be here for a while. Are you worried about any of this yet, or is it just wait and see what happens and, and make your plan on Monday and going forward? I'm not really worried about who we face, honestly. Uh, if you're looking at it, if you're telling me that we're going to face the toughest of the teams that you know we're potentially talking about, whoever that might be, I look at it a few different ways. Uh, I still think the Reds are the toughest team that we could face mm-hmm. in a three-game series. If you're asking me about a five-game series, I would say the Reds are not the toughest team that you could face. But in a three-game series, I would say it's the Reds. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, I accept the challenge. I welcome it. I think the Dodgers need that fire underneath them to carry them through the playoffs. I think that too often over the past couple of years, they've been lulled into the playoffs, and that's this, why they haven't this. really done particularly well. 
you look at the 2018 World Series run, which they had no business being a part of whatsoever, <laughs> uh, that's a good example of it. They yeah. didn't have much of a runway to the playoffs. They didn't really have much of a runway to the World Series. And arguably, the better team did not win the championship series. And uh, that definitely, definitely showed. So <laughs> regardless of who it is, I'm okay with it. I, I want a challenge. I think that the Dodgers can take any team that's out there. I'm not too worried about it. I will say I'm more worried about a three-game series than I am about a five-game series, though. Oh, yeah. And which is, I think, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, digging into a few comments here. Uh, Javi's positive about the Reds. He says Dodgers never struggle versus rest, uh, right-handed pitching, so the Reds starting pitching doesn't worry him as much. But but there are change-ups that come along with right-handed pitching. And when you have right-handed pitching facing left-handed hitters, that change-up has proved to be devastating to some of our best left-handed hitters, one in particular by the name of Corey Seager, who cannot find a way to touch a change-up. So with that in mind, that part of it is scary. Trevor Bauer, as far as I know, doesn't really have a change-up. So for him, I'm not super worried about that. He tends to dot the fastball and bury a curveball. He kind of is predictable in that way. But he's had success. He has. He's putting up the 3,000 RPM spin on his curveball this year, so things are different for him. Yeah, they're, it'll be fun. At least it'll be fun. Uh, Dante on YouTube says, record don't matter. It's who gets hot and who going to choke in the playoffs. Well, I mean. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's <laughs> all sports, yeah. really. And with now the added wild card and somebody could sneak in, that's a big thing right now, too, with the Reds is they're hot right now. Sorry, the Cincinnati Buds are hot right now. They've they've reeled off like seven in a row or seven of eight, something like that. They're doing well. Um, Adrian's taking the, the card side here, saying I'm not intimidated by the 2020 cards. I love to see some redemption in the way of the Dodgers knocking out the Cardinals now. How great would that be? That would be poetry. I would I would accept that poetry. <laughs> and and we will we will find a way to buy a life size cardboard cutout of Matt Stairs and just just stab it. It's cardboard cutout, so it doesn't have feelings. But Matt Stairs do. and Matt Carpenter have both ruined my life pretty much. But so. all right, for Carp for Carpenter, we'll just get the salsa and smash it. This cheap ass salsa. This ketchup salsa. Whack, what kind of white boy knows how to make good Idiot. salsa? Whack ass, but no. Anyways, <laughs> you have to see. We're censoring ourselves. We know what we're. I know exactly what I'm saying. In my Roach head. says I don't have any expectations for the Dodgers in October. I can't get hurt if I don't expect anything, and that is the best way to go into playoffs. Way to go, Boomer. I think one of the best boomer. things about the Dodgers being eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> last year was the fact that you could enjoy playoff baseball without having skin in the game. It's skin in the game, right? Yeah, it was no, fun. It that was, was the first fun. time that in since 2000. I don't know. 12? 2000 lot. 2012 was the last time they missed the play. Uh, mm-hmm. No. Was it 2012? No, I don't know. 2013 was their start this of their run. Eight. This is eight. And then, yeah, so it's 12. So whatever. They just missed. They just missed it in 12. That's the That's last they time that gone. I fully enjoyed Major League Baseball playoffs. It's been a long time since I fully enjoyed it. I did enjoy it all the way up until Game 7 of the 2017 World Series. That's when it started to really go downhill for me. It got really bad after that. Reasonable. Yeah. Reasonable. Whatever. Lakers are doing well, too. So. Dennis uh, Dennis Rogers wants more of a throwback. He wants a Jack Clark, too. You know what? We'll find the Jack Clark one, too, and just stab them both. Stab, stab every every large cutout of a Cardinal we can that's, find. That's the sound of stabbing. <laughs> so we'll find out a lot more over this weekend. Dodgers have three against the Anna Slimes. And, uh, the, again, there's, there's baseball going on right now, so maybe later on in the show, even though it's all going to be pointless as a podcast because everybody's going to know what happened on Friday night as a podcast. But you know what? Just, all right? Just like, God. Anyway, how about this last week or this last series, really, because we were live on Monday or Tuesday. It's Monday. Monday. So 
Dodgers played three against uh, the Oakland A's. Along the way, we clinched, I say we liberally, uh, we clinched our eighth straight National League West crown. We were the first in baseball to win 40 games. We secured the number one seat through the playoffs. We. They took that series three to one, or sorry, three to two to one, two to one. Two wins to one losses, as they say, against the American League West division champion Oakland Athletics. It's another series win. Dodgers have only lost one series this year. I think they've tied what four, four series. So I didn't, I didn't do the math on how many we've won, but we've done well. We have a chance to do one more against the Anna Slimes here. Um, I wanted to note this uh, friend of the show, or, or one of our writers, one of our contributors to Dodgers Nation, Eric Ulo, does a show called The Series Sweep. It's kind of a passion project of his. I want to shout him out a little bit on the show. He he he's he's humping. He's putting in work. He's doing a every between every series. He's doing a new episode on his YouTube channel. So check out the series sweep. Uh, find it somewhere. Just just do that. I'll wait. I'll wait. But yeah, check it out. It's a cool uh, um, a cool way to say it. So if you're inclined to give him uh give him a click, you know we'd appreciate any feedback. Trying to get that show a little bit uh, tighter and just give him some notes. And he's having fun. Good. You know he likes the the boys in blue as they say. We've been all known to. We've all been known to? We have all been known to. There so, you go. So three against uh, Oakland, uh, supposed air quote good team. Uh, are we happy now? I've never been happy. Because Everybody knows that. heading into that series, there was a lot of um, BS about the uh, the Dodgers haven't played any good teams, air quote good teams. They've been playing a lot of 500 <clears throat> or under teams. I mean, they made the A's look pretty bad. They did that. They did. I mean, the A's definitely did not look. The A's look like the A's that you've known them to be, <laughs> not the A's of the uh, Tampa Bay Rave caliber. So, yeah, I'm satisfied. I like what they did against the A's with way less skin in the game. By mm-hmm. the way, I mean th- these games had no, virtually no meaning for the Dodgers going into the final turn of the season. So, yeah. for them all, to show up like that, for them to bring the bats, for them to bring the arms, more than anything for this series, it was, hey, how is Walker Buehler going to come out of his start? That mm-hmm. was all I was concerned about. The Dodgers could have lost last night 25 to nothing, and I probably wouldn't have cared at all. <laughs> all I want to know is that Walker Buehler got through his start okay and looked decent. Mm-hmm. And he did get through his start, and yeah, he didn't he did. look just decent. He looked amazing. He, he like, did look fantastic. He did look really good at, at the sports ball pitching. Uh, which is what you want around this time of the season. Um, did he answer enough questions for you about that blister? Uh, so I don't know if you know. Did you notice how many times he looked down at it during the start? More than you would be comfortable with him Way doing. more than you would be comfortable with him <laughs> doing. Every, it seemed like every time he was walking off the mound, he was doing this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, stop looking at your finger. I was just but, waiting for I mean, a, you know uh, how he's it out is. of the game. You know how it is when you have that or you have like a little something on your cheek or, or like a, a scab or whatever. You just can't help it. It's it's a human nature because you know what your finger feels like and your thumb brushes past it. So you just do that. And you're like, wait, what is this? Oh, yeah, I know. Brain dumb. Brain dumb. So yeah, yeah. we'll give him a case of the... Passive brain dumps on that. That's a um, that's a new statement. So I want to stop here and uh, wait for Miriam Webster to add that brain dumps. All one word. I did like how he used his curveball a lot, oh, a lot. and that was a that was a really telling sign for me because if you guys don't know that 
that particular finger is very important in how you throw a curveball. After okay. you can get by throwing a fastball with a blister on your mm-hmm. finger, you can do it for a while. And it seemed like in the start before he was leaning on that fastball pretty hard, and he was throwing it 100 miles an hour in that start, and mm-hmm. probably because that's all he was throwing. But when you're talking about that curveball, you're getting the grip on your indi- or uh, what's this finger called? The middle one. Is it called the middle finger? It's called the middle finger. On your middle finger. This, that's this where finger. most of your grip relies on. That's where most of the pressure comes from on a curveball. This finger right here. That yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, really good thing that he's throwing that a lot. I think that was really telling. I think they went into that start like, hey, you're going to need to prove to us that you can throw a lot of curveballs. Yeah. And so we know you're healthy. Otherwise, they might have held him out another week, and we might not have seen him until the second series of the playoffs. But fastball looked good, had a lot of life on it. Curveball was ridiculous dirty disgusting i know matt olson has struck out like every at bat of the season so far but he made matt olson look pretty ridiculous so slider slider didn't look good for old walker it looked like he he didn't have much um control or comfort with it um the slider i can see that putting a lot more pressure so walker's a knuckle curve kind of guy right you think so that takes even more pressure off of that index finger i could see him doing that uh, wanting to make sure that that pitch is is straightened out and and uh, you know you have your fastball if he's able to throw his fastball a whole bunch he threw sim games so he has the feel he has the control of the fastball what he wants is that curveball he needs a secondary pitch he Walker kind of does go to the cutter a decent amount and uh, in the post game last night on uh, well, after his start on Thursday. He they had mentioned that he I think Dave mentioned that he kind of feels it the most feels the blister the most on the cutter so he only threw like five of them on Thursday night but expect a lot more uh, fastball curveball I guess out of out of Walker which is not bad when they're both elite pitches and you know before we we went live here we we're talking a little bit about um, Joe Kelly and how Joe Kelly's throwing sixty uh, percent curveballs for some reason. People who saw Joe Kelly air quote start for the first time since 2016, <laughs> he was uh, he was what he threw 14, I think it was no 16 or 17 of his 22 pitches were curveballs. Maybe they feel confident in their fastballs and they're trying to figure out the curveball. They're trying to get postseason ready, if you will. And there isn't minor league baseball. There isn't a really good competition outside of the major league level. And there is not any training facilities anywhere. So it makes sense. Yada, yada. Thank you. We're really glad we were all here for that. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> it was whatever. It was a brain dump. I wanted to get the Joe Kelly thing in there. And sometimes you just got to YOLO. Um, I uh, Still with him picking at the blister, though. Uh, you do worry because we've talked about it. I think we talked about it earlier this week or last week. The uh, the what's that thing called? Um, Rich Hill, the blister. We had we we have the we had for years the the uh, master of all things blister, Mister Richard Hill, Dick Mountain, if you will. Apparently, the two spoke. Mister Rich Hill and Walker Bueller, still friends, still teammates from uh, former teammates. Played together last year, year before, year before that. Um, Rich Hill gave him some advice, and I'm a little concerned. I mean, I guess if it's working, but if anybody was around back in those days and remembered uh, how what what advice Rich Hill had, or what he was trying everything, old Richie, and um, 
I uh, I unearthed an old, one of the very, very earliest episodes of uh, Blue Heaven back with the other guy who used to host the show with me back back in the, the golden times of May-ish 2018. And here's a, here's a bit of a, a clip about what exactly Rich Hill um, figured out in his trials of, of blister management. Uh, but yeah, you could definitely tell. Roberts is frustrated. Uh, frustrated. Hill's frustrated. We're all frustrated. But we can't say yeah. Richie isn't trying because uh, per this latest uh, quotable quote from Andy McCullough, um, Hill has been experimenting with various treatments for the blisters, uh, including freaking laser beams, uh, <laughs> laser beam therapy, literally peeing on his hand, and worst of all, chugging <laughs> apple cider vinegar. Nobody should ever do any of those things. Yeah, those are all very, very bad. So you can pee on your blister and it all gets better. How 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 important is the World Series to you? Would you pee on Walker Bueller's Would hand? Would I pee on his hand? Yes. Yeah, I'll do that any day, regardless of the World Series or not. Whatever he was. <laughs> but pot, we should make it clear we don't we don't do pee stuff on we this show. We do not do, do pee, pee stuff. stuff. Despite the the ask from Padres fans that they pee on us, no, we don't do it. No, we don't do it, guys. I'm um, so sorry. We we do not do that, but. Yeah, uh, with that said, I hope that Richie did not give Walker all of that advice. I think they found something. Maybe they went with my friends over there at, at Ripvix. Wait for more merch. Wait for more merch. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about in what we talked about earlier this week was the things we are going to learn this week. One of them was Walker that we kind of just, you know, bl- uh, bled into there, if you will, because it's not a moist blister, so it's not very bloody. But mm. brought it back. I brought it back. Is Kenley okay now? <laughs> We've seen one more outing since uh, since Monday. Four scoreless outings, or four scoreless outings, four scoreless innings since the incident against Houston. Uh, what have you seen with Kenley, and what do you like? <sighs> well, uh, I, somebody brought it up today on the – I forget who on the media call is, so I can't give them credit like I would like to give them credit. Bill Plunkett. Was it Plunkett who talked about his pitch Yeah, mix? and I have that whole uh, that whole clip that we'll play Perfect. in a minute. So I won't spoil it too much. But I do like the fact that Kenley is not leaning very, very heavily on dotting his cutter. Mm-hmm. When he, You can tell when he's just too on that, when he's too dialed into his cutter and trying to dot it somewhere and he's all over the map on his pitches – not quite effective, doesn't look as great, but I do like the pitch mix that he's bringing. I do like how he's mixing in the slider more effectively, not just more. He's mm-hmm. doing it more effectively in better situations. He's burying it when he needs to instead of just hanging it up there and hoping that it messes with the batter's timing or something mm-hmm. like that. So I will say that I like that. Uh, in terms of comfort level going into the playoffs, Still, I'm still just up in the air. You just never know what you're going to get out of Kenley. But on that, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, Justin Turner just won the Roy Campanella World War Award. Uh, Roy, Roy Campanella, Campanella Award. Award. So congrats to where's the where's the clap? Let's give Justin Turner the clap. Red turn to potentially his final Roy Campanella Award. It's not going to be his final. Do you see him going anywhere? No, no absolutely there's no not. way. There's no way he's gone next year. Uh, back on to Kenley. Uh, like you were alluding to, Mr. William Plunkett, friend of the show, Bill, OC Register alum, uh, not alum, uh, veteran, genius, mastermind of words. He invented several, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he asked Doc today about um, his thoughts on Kenley. Kind of un, it was unprovoked in a way, you know, I guess you can say. We haven't talked that much about Kenley since the incident. And this is what this is where Dave's at with Kenley. Dave, a year ago at this time, we were asking you an awful lot of questions about Kenley Jansen and, and possibly having less faith in him as a closer or as your closer. 
How different is the situation this year? Um, it's considerably different. I, I think that if you look at, I don't know how many Bill appearances he's made, you know, call it 24, 25. Um, there's been three that haven't gone well, but outside of that, it's been pretty dang good. Um, and, and the recency has been good. I expect to get him in there tonight and, um, get him in there on Sunday. Um, but it, it for me, it's it's. I'm just happy to see Kenley's healthy and he's uh, throwing the baseball the way he should. Is that just the nature of the job that he could go 25 for 26, and it's the the one that he messed up that everybody focuses on? I, I think so. Uh, you know, it's it's the the role or, or uh, the bed that relievers have made themselves, and then now you're talking about a closer. Where yeah, when he has a bad night, you typically lose. So. Um, Kenley has continued to grow and get thicker skin. Uh, he's just such a good competitor. He cares about his teammates, um, and he wants to play well. So, but I'm just again, I'm just happy he's healthy. He's in a good place, and I expect him to pitch tonight, Sunday, and be ready to go for the postseason. How comfortable are you with uh, his makeover as a pitcher, changing the pitch, pitch mix, kind of expanding things? Um, uh, very comfortable. I, I think that I like the way he's sequencing the right way now. Um, I also like the way that he's thrown with conviction from the first pitch. I think that that's really important to see. Um, he's uh, commanding the baseball considerably better than he was, and you brought up last year, than he was last year. Um, so those are things that I look for that they're easy things to bet on. Thank you, Dave. You got it. So I, I do as I push the button here again. I do feel I will I will I you know me I'm going to go negative. I don't know you. Hi, pleasure to meet you. I can't touch you. I tend to um lean negative on this show and uh especially with Kenley. We're good balance. As much as I I said uh in the worry column about Ken on Monday he had one outing in between it's a it's four in a row. The greater body of work, like Dave said, you know, there's 24 outings. 20 of them are are really good. Right. There's only three bad outings. Two incredibly terrible outings, or one incredibly terrible, one very very bad. So I'm ready to give him some confidence. I'm ready to. I should say I'm ready to give him my confidence. I will put. Uh, I will put my my uh, my eggs in in the Kenley basket. I guess. Get your eggs out of his basket. Well, I did it with consent, by the right. way. So you're you're saying okay? As long as he's only getting three outs. Do you think that this year is different in his? I don't even know if you want to call it a leash in the postseason. I, I guess you can call it a leash in the postseason. Let's say we go into the wild card series, pitches in all three games. Somehow he shouldn't pitch in all three games, but let's say he does find a way to pitch in all three games and looks shaky at best. Do you go into the next series and say? Still our guy in the ninth inning. Or does Dave say, you know what, we're just going to ride the hot hand and whoever's feelings are hurt, screw it. We're trying to win a World Series this year. I think by that point, yeah, you'll know. If you if you are able to survive the wild card round with a shaky Kenley, you, you've been gifted an opportunity to, to make that change. And I, I think we, we can hopefully feel confident in saying Dave Roberts uh, – does well or will make that change because he did it last year you know joe kelly came on pitch two 
two innings or tried to pitch two innings. The second one was bad in the end of the game uh, against the eventual World Series winning uh, Washington Nationals, but Kenley was on the bench. He was sitting there. By the end of the season, there was a whole lot less Kenley, and it was it was getting pretty apparent, and last year was very bad for Ken. So I can see uh, them giving him that leash, but if they end up like one and one and they could have won and maybe he lost the game, maybe Kenley lost the game or something like that, Dave is going to be a little bit more uh, liberal, liberal with that. With I that think leash. this is the first year too where uh, let's go back to 2018, 2019. If you're looking at 2018 and 2019, the years where Kenley really the wheels started to fall off for Kenley, mm-hmm. you didn't really have the other option. You weren't looking at it and saying like we have guys that can close out games. Why not mix those guys in? You had guys mm-hmm. who were decent relievers or guys who could get the job done. But you didn't have a guy that you're like, that guy could be nails. That guy could lock it down. That guy could absolutely close games. 2020 is different in the sense of we have (laughs) several guys that can fill the gaps in the middle Mm -hmm. just as well as they can close down a game. So you look at guys like Bruzdar, who has the potential to be a closer long-term in the future. As soon as he gets his swing and miss stuff up. Even without the strikeouts, though? Even without the strikeouts. As soon as he gets his swing and miss stuff up, Bruzdar Gradhal is going to be shutting down games for the Mm -hmm. Dodgers, and Kenley's going to be on his way out because he's going to be expensive. But... You look at some other guys, the guys that do miss bats, the guys that have been really successful this year. Maybe they're not as good as this year has been, but they are riding this year. You look at guys like Jake McGee, who's throwing his fastball like 95, 96% of the time or something like that, and it's going to be a fastball, and you know it's going to be in fastball. But you look at his swing and miss rate, and you're looking at him and saying, like, that guy could close out games. Yeah. You're looking at guys like Blake Trinan, who just has a, is a ground ball type of guy but can also miss bats. Yeah, another guy that can close out games. You look at Joe Kelly when Joe Kelly is on, and you don't know what you're going to get in playoff Joe Kelly this year, especially this year. But when Joe Kelly is on in the playoffs, he is untouchable, and yeah. we learned that yeah. the hard way in 2018. So it's different. <laughs> on Kit over a, on a friend of the show on Kit on a, on a Periscope says closer by committee is the safe choice, and honestly, going into the playoffs, I think you have to go in with that open mind. I think Dave has to go in thinking. No matter what, we're going to ride the hot hand. Whoever can deliver, whoever can get the job done is going to get the job done. So I hope that it's Kenley. I hope that Kenley is the guy that gets the job done. I hope he's the hot hand that we can go to and say, game's over. He's in the game. Let's get it done. But you just never know. And and we're seeing a lot of changes with the Dodgers and the way they're operating things, more of the opener. And we're going to get into, you know, the bullpenning games a little bit later in the show. Um if anything, this will be the year for them to do something that we can consider for the Dodgers and Dave Roberts as radical, as in not exclusively relying on Clayton Kershaw and Kenley Jansen to do every single thing for the team in the postseason. Because we've learned, we've established, we've dealt with it, we've lived with it. It does not work. It does not work. Uh, that's what. Uh, that's your opinion, man. <laughs> Speaking of things that do not work, the Anaheim Angels are in town. And man, hit the, hit the button. Uh, which one? Yeah, let me give you that. There you go. Because we missed it earlier at the show. The Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles welcome the Anaheim Angels uh, for a little hashtag Hollywood lifestyle at the Ravine. And I am not excited about this series because I'm ready for postseason baseball, but it's here and we have to play it. Where do you stand on on uh, this Angel series? 
Uh, they're technically playing for a playoff spot. So Some, weird. Somehow they're technically playing for a playoff spot. Uh, they would need a pretty epic. Do you know who the Astros are playing this weekend? Because I do not know who the Astros I are playing. I had it. This uh, they, they play the lowly Rangers. Yeah, well, okay. Angels aren't making the playoffs then. Yeah. Angels would need to sweep the Dodgers out of Los Angeles and then have the Astros swept out of their little brother version mm-hmm. of Texas, whatever. It's probably not going to happen, but it doesn't change the fact that the Angels are technically still playing for something. Yeah. And so that means that their guys will probably be in every inning of every game, of every <coughs> second, every at-bat. They're going to be locked in on every at-bat. Not to say that the Dodgers aren't, but the Dodgers are literally playing for nothing. Like, they are absolutely nothing pride, at this point. With health, that in mind, it innings. sounds like they're going to play it safe when they need to. So mm-hmm. if somebody has like a cramp or anything like that, they'll probably come out of games, but they're still going to throw their starting guys out there. You look at the lineup tonight, they're throwing out all of their guys tonight. All Will Smith's them. getting the DH opportunity. Austin Barnes catching his de- – or Clayton Kershaw gets his designated catcher in Austin Barnes. Kershaw's so, not – he's not going to throw a, a short start either. He's nope. supposed to have the full leash if he wants it. So it sounds like the Dodgers are trying to go full steam ahead into the playoffs. They're not doing it like they have in years past. If you look at back at years past after we've clinched a division or after we've clinched a playoff spot or a high seed or something like that, you start mm-hmm. seeing guys get starts where they wouldn't normally get starts, especially when it's September and the rosters expand and stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. It's different this year. They're ramping all the way up to the playoffs, and they're going into the playoffs rolling. So yep. this, 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 uh, this series could potentially be really fun to watch. I mean, you look at guys like yeah. – I would say if you're looking for things to be excited about for the Dodgers during this series, you want to look for Corey Seager to stay hot. You also want to look for Mookie Betts to keep up that MVP talk because realistically you look at the stats, you look at things that he's working against, you look at the people he's competing with. Mookie's got a pretty good shot of winning the NL MVP this year. And it's, it's going to come down to the wire, I think between him and uh, the dude in Atlanta. Yeah. Freddie Freeman is having a phenomenal year. Probably deserves it, but we'll homer here and say Mookie deserves it. Plus, air quote, he's been there before, and we all know that baseball writers uh, that vote on these sorts of things are, what's the word, uh, idiots Dumb. and lazy. Yeah. So you could really easily see him, plus the story of Mookie, who, by the way, has the number one jersey in all of baseball in terms of uh, fans selling or buying it. So uh, good job, Mookie, for just existing in blue, I guess. Um, He's put up a 3.2 war. Yeah. Which is freaking amazing for a 60-game season in which he didn't play for like a week or something like that. He missed two games. Whatever. Close That's enough. enough. That's and, enough. And some games around it. Well, technically he missed two games, but he he two of other games he came in in, uh, in, def- in defense. So. Man, Fernando Tatis really fell off. <laughs> like really fell off. He was leading uh, Mookie Betts in war like at the start of September by a decent amount. Mm. Not not a lot, but by a decent amount. He is like falling way off. He's at like 2.2 or 2.4 or something hey, like uh, that. I mean, did, look. You, did you also notice that the Padres have fallen way off? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, man. Sucks, sucks to suck, man. I do feel bad for Clevenger, though. I do feel bad for Clevenger. That's and for the un- fans, that's to be honest. Like, they had this dude that they were ex- that they got specifically. They didn't get Clevenger to compete during the regular season. No. That wasn't the point of Clevenger. They got him to compete in the playoffs. They might get him back for the playoffs, but I'm going to go ahead and err on the side of caution and say that they probably don't get to see Clevenger in the playoffs this year. That's my opinion. It it's might change, it seems. but that, it sucks. That, if, if you're a fan, if you're part of the San Diego fan base, that really sucks. And that's uh, that's what the reports are that this bicep issue for Mister uh, Mike Clevenger <laughs> is going to keep him out. 
So, um, Chris Paddock's getting wrecked. <laughs> Thank you, Ankit. Thanks for the update. I need my daily my daily Chris Paddock uh, update. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's got to flow through me. Helps the Giants possibly trying to get into that seventh seed or or keep the eighth seed there. Uh, one of the things I do like uh, in this Angel series is welcoming Anthony Tony Two Bags Rendon to uh, to to L.A. to show him uh, what winning feels like again, just to get a, a feel of it. You know, like hey, this could have been you. But uh, something he said made the Dodgers not want to even offer him a contract. So whatever, F that guy, FTP, as as the kids say that day. But yeah. uh, this is going to be my my uh, Jim Beam hot shot of the week here. Did you see the narrative? And and by now, and definitely by the time anybody happens to listen to this as a podcast, it's going to be probably a moot point. But there was the idea, there was the concept thrown about online about the Dodgers potentially losing this Anaheim series on purpose, so potentially Anaheim wins three, and if the Astros happens happen to lose three, they could or would or maybe might get bumped out of the postseason. Um, Angels are, what, three games back? So, yeah, they need to win, uh, and, and, uh, and the other team, Houston, needs to lose out. Um, where are you on this before we get to the fan vote? Uh no, good call. That's good enough. call. It's the dumbest thing I've you, ever heard. You don't you don't lose on purpose, especially when you're yeah. trying to have the good vibes. Uh, going into the postseason, going into uh, the first time a three game series has been played, <laughs> the first time this wild card round has happened. No, that's a no for me, dog. Just saying, the fans don't be dumb. Surprisingly split. I, I so I went to vote on it because I was like, oh, this is an obvious no, and I was right? like, holy hell, it's like a dead. E- is it still dead even right now? It's pretty much dead even. It's forty nine fifty one. It has swung, and this is two thousand votes on this in a couple of in less than four hours. So this is uh, people. There's forty comments on this alone. Uh, it, it's kind of wild how uh, much people have been um, in on this, and how I guess people hate. The Astros more than they care about the Dodgers winning or something like that, but 49% of people right now, because the vote has swung into the, I'll say, smart direction, (laughs) they want to hurt the Astros. 49% of uh, voters want to hurt the Astros right now, and 51% are saying, no, that's very, very dumb, which realistically is the right answer, because chances are you're going to, if you know, of facing the Astros is going to be slim. Plus, I would honestly want the Astros. I would want the weak Astros to sneak into the playoffs so we could beat them potentially in the World Series because FTPs. Roach says, why is there an Angel fan in the stream? And I was just about to ask that same question. I know. Uh, Dante over on uh, YouTube is really stressing the fact that the Angels are the real Los Angeles team somehow. I don't know, quite understand that, but apparently he thinks we're the Brooklyn Dodgers. We've been around here for a minute, man. This is true. Been, been here for a minute. You've you've uh, you've been in Anaheim for too long. Too long. I, I don't know if it... you know where Anaheim is, but that's in Orange County, <laughs> which is not Los Angeles County. So I've been told if but... you're that close to Disneyland, you don't get to claim L.A. So the Disneyland Angels are here, and we appreciate you hanging out with us, Dante, uh, friend of the show. Now, new friend of the show. I guess we're getting uh, we're getting outsider trolls, and I've seen him in the comments. I haven't known when to bring it up, bring it up, but it's been funny. It's so good we, time. We appreciate you, but uh, whatever. Yeah, again, play play the right play the right way. You don't go in and try to lose because that's just dumb. Thank you. Speaking of dumb, 
I don't know if it's dumb. I guess this is a sort of another uh, you either really like it or absolutely hate it type of vote, but are the Dodgers playing with too much house money? And I say house money, meaning playing around with this this opener thing and, and uh, you know pushing starters back to the bulk role. Um, well, where are you at on that? Well, uh, I think it was earlier this week when Dave said that Dustin and Tony Gonsolin both were facing the possibility of coming out of the bullpen this weekend. Didn't like that. Didn't like that at all. And that, to me, to me, that meant that both of those guys were being considered for the bullpen. And then maybe Julio was going to get the start. And then they had Julio come out of the bullpen. And then I was like, okay, well, they're trying to figure out who to put bring out of the bullpen mm-hmm. and who to start game three. This is all that's coming down to right now. Pretty much. All they're trying to figure out is... Of these three guys, which ones do we want to come out of the bullpen and which one do we want to start game three? So yeah, the reason why it upset me is because Tony Gonsolin is the only guy who should be starting game three. It's not a close conversation. There's no conversation that should even be had at all. No. But I don't mind them testing stuff out like that. I don't mind them playing around and seeing how guys come out of the bullpen. So far, it seems to have been effective. I mean, Julio was... Yeah, save, probably the best he's been all year. Save for Joe Kelly just having having a bad outing, um, and realistically, he was using that outing. It looked like he was using that outing to get his his curveball dialed in. I would hope he, he two, threw it three fastballs, two fastballs, or something like, like five. Oh wait, no, because there was also changeups in there. So yeah, changeup. They also called a sinker uh, the <laughs> a fastball sinker. sinker. Um, I like Spring Blur right here saying Kershaw, Bueller, Gonsolin. That's the way it needs to be. Perfect. With that said, I I don't like it. I do not like the opener because I'm a I'm a traditionalist and they're already ruining my damn game of baseball with all these kids on my lawn. But uh, I I do think it's a little bit too much bullpenning. But I understand why they're doing it now because why not have an extra you know ace up your sleeve if you need it in the postseason? We've done the same thing year in year out. Guess what? It didn't work. It hasn't worked doing. Here are our three starters. Here's the fourth guy that maybe might get into a game, and then they don't throw until the World Series. And Alex Wood had a great start in that World Series in 2017. But when you have that, then you're kind of limiting yourself and potentially putting somebody like Dustin May just sitting there chilling instead of being able to throw him in a bulk roll for three or four innings, you know, like two or three days, mixing him around, like him being able to come out of the bullpen. It's kind of cool. It's a little bit of something different. Um. I, again, I don't like it, but I'm I'm I like the idea of uh, changing it up and just having one more you know card to play in in the postseason. I'm all right. With, I mean, I, I'm fine with whatever they're going to do over these last couple of games. I like Dave Roberts being more flexible and moving away from the more typical use of pitching only yeah. because his typical use of pitching has not been good. Uh, his bullpen management, if you have not heard, is not great. So anything that you can do to mix that up a little bit in my mind, I'm like, I'm all for it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's get it done. I do like the idea of kind of the mystery of a game three starter. So if you're going against a team like the Reds, them not knowing who they're going to draw game three yeah. kind of messes with them, kind of changes things up for them, maybe changes their approach a little bit, maybe throws them off their game a little bit. If you're going, hey, am I getting 
Am I getting Dustin May? Am I getting Tony Gonsolin? Am I getting Julio? Am I somehow getting like a, a bullpen guy to start and then somebody to eat up the rest of the innings after? You don't know where you're going to get, and I kind of like that. Yeah, kind of well, like that. You think the you know Dave? Dave's going to be fair about it. He's not going to spring it on somebody. He's no. not going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to throw Dustin May out there and then be like, ha ha! Turns out it was going to be Urias the whole time. Right. Uh-huh. He would do it the day before, yeah. like after game two, and be like, hey, tomorrow this person's starting because he does that. It, Somebody like the Reds, somebody like I don't know, I, I don't I've seen the Giants of late, so I don't know what Cap Kapler and uh Zadie have done over there in terms of platooning. So Ankit, do let us know if your guys are platooning more. Um We need to know. We need to know. I need to know right now. We're gonna wait. I'm, I'm, that's that's I guess that's the name of the episode. We're gonna wait. <laughs> I've said that a few times tonight. Why not? It's Friday. I haven't had enough to drink. And we're gonna wait for the wild card series. That we are. Yeah. So that's a good episode title. But the other team, especially the Reds, Reds have, they seem to have one lineup. So it's not like it's going to change very much left or right. They, you know they're going to throw in like Joey Votto and Jesse Winker and, and Nick Castellanos, and they're going to hope for the best. Mike Moustakis is going to be in there against everybody. They're going to hope they can get something out of Suarez at third. That's their guys. Those are their guys. That, and that's what makes the big difference between – Teams like the Reds and teams like the Dodgers, just over a 162-game season, it's that the Dodgers can throw in. The Reds would kill to have somebody like Kike on their team. Unfortunately. Kike started one game, plus tonight, plus you know Friday night. He started like one game in the last six or seven days. He's bad, but. They've definitely weaned off of him, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> uh, been enjoyable to watch games now. Uh, but he <laughs> on, is that kind of guy on a typical team, mm-hmm. not the Dodgers, on a typical team that you would love to have in your lineup. And you would love to have the option of using him anywhere in your lineup and moving him around and getting guys rest mm-hmm. and all these things. So something that we take for granted. Ray points it out over on YouTube, says the Dodgers have the most depth and positional versatility of any team left. That will pay off huge now in the playoffs. Just watch. And that's absolutely true. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think that the Dodgers are by far the deepest team going into these playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, If you looked at the preseason, if you looked at the rankings before, if you looked at the teams without having played any games yet, you would think the Dodgers and the Yankees were going to go toe-to-toe. The Yankees proved that they do not have the depth to – withstand significant injury and that has really shown because the yankees are straight up bad uh and if the yankees by some miracle made the world series this year they would get dominated by whoever they played even if it wasn't the dodgers Mm -hmm. so with that in mind depth is important gets you far versatility is important gets you far and we have both of those with uh kike we got to remind people by the way Soak him up while you can. This this, this is uh, it. This is it. This is it. Enrique Hernandez will be in another uniform next year. There's there's very uh, little doubt of that. And um, here's your last three games of regular season. Hell, maybe Friday night is his final start officially as a Dodger. Might as well soak it up. I mean, the guys had some some big moments. Um, in three in blue. From, yeah. I was looking here. I wanted to catch up on on what the scores are. Which again is going to be great for for the podcast side, but I think Since so. St. Louis, yeah. St. Louis is is uh, is playing right now. They lost game one, so as of right now, St. Louis and the Reds are tied for the second spot in the NL Central. But they're up on the Brewers right now, and they're well. The Brewers, yeah, yeah the Brewers don't don't. Uh, they're with that law. Oh wait, so now now the Brewers are up. So I get you there. I'm I'm looking more at that because all of a sudden you can have the Reds move up to that that fourth or fifth spot and it's like hey this is um we don't have to worry about the reds anymore 
again, some more things we're going to find out. This is just the fun of, of doing this type of stuff right now. It's not that fun. We're live. You're not having fun? Uh, yeah, 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 fun. I like fun. Well, I mean, I guess, um, you know, save for talking more about the drunk dude driving in a tractor. I assume he's, I hope he was drunk. He had to be drunk, right? I don't know, man. I don't know why people do anything in life anymore, but I'm, sure. Let's assume he had a few beers or something. It is Miller <laughs> Park. Oh, it's not Miller Park anymore. Three more games. What are your predictions, prediction master? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say the Dodgers win the next two and then Angels take Sunday. I don't know. Sure. I'll, I'll I'll give uh, the 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 one in the middle. The Dodgers will lose the middle they game. Lose the middle yeah. finger. They're gonna bookend it. You're you're saying that Tony Gonsolin's gonna lose the game? Yeah, because I like him. He's a nice boy. He's not gonna yeah. lose a game. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. Maybe somebody else. Oh, you don't know anything. Analysis, analysis. Uh, on that note, we will wrap up now because I got to get all the way home to watch the game. I do like sports. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with us on a random ish. Friday show. We'll probably continue doing multiple shows per week during the postseason. Of course, check out our DN postgame show with Doug McCain uh, three times a week right now, but in the playoffs, I, I would not be surprised to see Doug going live after every game. We just hope there's a lot of games that go live after, so either go celebrate with him in the playoffs or be very, very pissed Yell at him. with him Yell at Doug. in the playoffs. With all that said... You want more Dodgers content? Check us out, DodgersNation.com. You can find us there on the internet. He writes there. I write there. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of the majority of it, I guess. Uh, subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are a podcast, and we are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, Pandora, Amazon, Alexa. Oh, I had to do it again. I, yeah, I didn't think I was going to do it to him, but I did it to him. And please do subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. We would be very, very grateful if you did that now. Thank you. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> Guys, I am at BrokeMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We are both on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at Officials Dodger Nation on, uh, what's that called? Instagram. That's the other thing it's called. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for hanging out with us specifically on a Friday because we all know you guys are drinking, got big plans for the weekend, even though you can't go out and do anything in real life or whatever. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for the Angels fan just for showing up. We appreciate you guys. Have a good Friday night. Be safe, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye.